So thank you so much for staying all this way throughout our nine days. And once again, if you are just joining today or you've just started to join in, don't worry, you can continue yours on. You might even be um, continuing this on for the Feast of the Holy Family or the Feast um, of the Holy Innocents. You know, it is absolutely all right. In fact, you might get this in a completely different time of the year next year, maybe even huh, two years to three years on from now, who knows? But whenever you get this, it's right for you. Just remember to go back through all of the 90s that are in connection with this particular novena prayer set for our Christmas prayer set and journal. Do remember to journal and um, do that today. Yes, if you are joining on this Christmas day and it is Christmas 2021 where you're getting this, absolutely make sure you make that time for you because it could be a very busy day. Otherwise, we know what it's like and it could still feel like very much of that nine days. Like, oh, you know, when am I actually going to come to this fullness, this holiness? It should be happening on Christmas Day. Some of you might still feel that nine day kind of a little bit of edginess, roughness, like you're trying to bring everything together and you're just working off your feet. Well, I want you to just remember that peace of Christ. Let that um, reign throughout your lives today and wherever you are on this journey at whatever time that you're receiving this blessings to all people of goodwill to you and let your heart be filled with the joy of christ of christmas christ in every single day welcome to the final of our novena this is all for christmas day so merry christmas i know you could be getting this at any point though and you might get this after Christmas and that's okay because every day is a mass of Christ. It's always important to celebrate and give thanks for the birth of Christ. On the traditional day of Christmas and every single day and I am recording this you know what I'm like I have to tell you these things sometimes sometimes you have to go around hunting when I give you like roundabout stories and I say yesterday but it's actually like you know on a different day from when you're actually hearing it and you might need to look for clues but yeah I'm recording this one on the 21st but I'm going to come back God willing and do one exactly on Christmas day if God wills it I will do that but in any case we're going to get started with the final prayer for this novena. Now let's get this up on the laptop. Nativity Novena 9 of 9. Now yesterday's one for the 24th for Christmas Eve, day 8, was all about the signs and the wonders that the Holy Spirit, that God, the creator of all of the earth, and all of the heavens placed and put together to help the visitors know exactly where the child Jesus Christ would be. Notice this, not everyone, and I talk a lot about this, about boundaries, don't I? That nothing's hidden to God, God knows everything, God is omnipresent. But there are only certain things meant to be heard by certain people because not every and only certain things to be known by certain people because not everything is for everyone at every one time. Remember, the Magi had to avoid going back the way to Herod. Herod wasn't allowed to know all these details. 
the powerful presence of the Holy Spirit working through Joseph to guide the family away and um, to avoid certain areas, for the Magi to avoid certain areas, is only because of that powerful presence of the Holy Spirit of God working through the angelic realm that gave them the information, the insight to make different choices. And that's not to say that's something that you should always be um, thinking like because uh, not every person in rulership or in that kind of level of authority is going to be like headed. But this is what it was like in their time. And we know obviously through St. Peter and St. Paul the importance of really, yes, placing God first, but also our um, government, etc. are there for a reason. But ultimately... This time, way, way back in the time when Jesus first came to earth, it was a really difficult uh, ruler. They had to have real royal authority between the Magi. These were kings. They had to have a higher level of authority and wisdom. And so did Joseph to be able to navigate things, to make sure that everything was set right in God's will and things were safe for Christ. It was only certain people that were given the information, in other words, clearance, by the Holy Spirit. That's why I talk about different levels and how there can be ambiguity. It's the same thing as a bunch of alchemists get into um, one room, they are like a family and they know each other by the Spirit and they know what they're doing on the earth and they are fine together. But as soon as you're mixing around normal civilian life, the rules can change a lot. So that's where that comes from. A lot of people don't understand these different things, but that's because they're not in that level too. Only certain things are called for certain people or allowed for certain groups of people. Okay, so we talked about that, the different signs and the way that the environment also helped. And we talked about that guidance towards Christ and how these different parts of the physical realm help to guide Christ as well. But ultimately, the Holy Spirit is really um, the, the key overall. Now, with our Novena 9, we move forward, but not so far forward that we get completely away from the scene at Bethlehem. We're still on the scene at Bethlehem. And here we go. So enjoy this wonderful Christmas prayer and novena, everyone. Get ready to finish off with our conclusion as well at the end. Make sure you have your journal and you are in a quiet place as possible for your meditation. Here we go. Let's begin. Oh, just a quick reminder that if you are just joining today, well, that's all right. You can go ahead and go through all of the different novenas and catch up no matter when you join in. So do not worry. You are here at the right time for you. living in the night time. All right, some of you will feel like you're topsy-turvy. You're living in the night time. You're resting during the day perhaps and you've been living at the night. Why is that? Because Christ was born 
And in the novena, in some of our novenas, we hear that Christ is born at night time. You know, you see the scene of Mary and Joseph with the child Jesus and the star glistening in the sky above them and their visitors coming at night. It was said that it was at night time, at 12 midnight. So some of you will have been taking part in this Christmas Eve, this vigil, and, you know, really kind of having your celebrations at um, different times to some of the rest of the world, perhaps. And I know that you could also be getting this novena and taking part in it in a time which is not the typical worldly celebration of Christmas in terms of December. You might be getting this in April or even March. I mean, any time really. And you could be celebrating it then. Um, you could be celebrating this particular novena or taking part in this novena then. And that's, that's understandable. So it's okay if you feel like you have been living in the night. God is head of day and night, light and dark. And a lot of this novena has talked about that, this balancing out of both of these, of all aspects coming together and the understanding that those of us have in Christ through the unity with God about these situations and about these interesting intricacies and ways of living our life. You live your life slightly differently and, you know, there is an actual transition, isn't there? Um, when you go from being of the world to remembering who you're really of, that you're actually from the creator of the world. And it's what the creator says that what you do with your life that counts most and how you live that life. But this is particularly true for those as well that are on night shift that actually do their work or their duties during the night as well. <clears throat> Think of the shepherds at night. When would they have caught up on the rest? Probably during the day because they were watching their flocks by night. And so there are people that watch the flock by night. God's work is never done. He is always watching day and night. And so therefore, different people, different ones of us take on these duties in the world, even at night, not just during the day. So I just feel God's presence in this. Literally the Holy Spirit, I didn't plan this. It just came through um, living at night or working, you know, that kind of thing. So this is a specific message to those of you out there that have maybe had to transition into like maybe a night post or something or a night shift or like duties at night or maybe your novena, your prayer time at night, your nighttime upper room prayer. Perhaps you get up during the night to do different prayers and that's part of your um, priestly duty to do that, your shepherding duty to do that. Maybe you are a farmer. Maybe you have something that you have to do at this particular time. So blessings to you as well as those who are doing more daytime duties. Some of you might be changing and transitioning from nighttime duties into more daytime duties and prayer throughout the day as well. And so we pray for you in this time in the name of Jesus. 
as you come in to this new way with the new creation, that Christ's new creation within you will help you to proceed forward in a way which is comfortable, such a blessing to you and to those around you as you take on this new way of life, a new prayerful way of life as well, moving forward. May all the blessings of Christ come upon you in this time. And may you feel joy in this new way as you move forward, letting God guide you and all of your steps from here on. In the name of Jesus, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Nativity, Novena 9 of 9. Blessed Mother Mary, full of grace, thinking back to that same night now in more focus upon the time where all in those under God's grace and divine mercy. The chosen ones, both shepherds and magi, were brought to you and your family to your son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the eternal shepherd of shepherds and the eternal king of all kings. What symbolic visitors of our Lord's unfolding mission, life and ascendancy. That very night, the three wise men and the shepherds stood around the manger and the shepherds explained to Mary and Joseph that which they were told about Lord Jesus. Dear Mary, Upon hearing all this news, it is said that you treasured all these things, pondering them in your heart. Dear Mother Mary, you truly delight in and magnify the Lord from your very heart and soul, always seeking communion with God within first. Even during this time, which was such a momentous and huge occasion, not just for you, yet for all of humanity throughout the ages, you silently kept still. I pray in reflection of your strength, wisdom and guidance, first in God, and in doing so, I give thanks and ask too that I might continue to grow in wisdom by reflection and quiet pondering, first in the spirit, finding always joy and delight, and these treasures that you, your son, and all of God's people bring, that which pondering provides direction, even towards furtherance in stillness of thanksgiving prayer. For quiet pondering is thanksgiving and treasuring you and your gifts of the word is to delight in God and is a gift within itself. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for giving us this day our daily bread and for forgiving us as we forgive each other. Thank you for leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
Thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, thank you for praying for us all now and forever. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, that's us finished our final of all of the novenas. Nine days worth of novenas and a whole lot of stories surrounding each and every one of these. Well, I bless all of you that come to this of good intent. And we know we've placed a powerful hedge of protection around this. And we'll even do this on Christmas. May all of you coming to this in good intent be absolutely blessed beyond measure. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Merry Christmas. Welcome to our day nine, our final day of the Christmas novena yes and remember go ahead and check out the catchphrase on my story on facebook and remember to submit your answer here on the community page for today okay so all right god has given you a sane mind if you're coming to this and you have been through persecution from your family you are not going through anything that makes you um, mentally unstable. They may have tried to tell you this. They may have said that, you know, your faith um, in the unseen, your faith in God is like something that means you're, you know, you're crazy or whatever. They may have persecuted you like this. You are sane in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Luke fourteen twenty six. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. The word of God. Thanks be to God. What a tricky word, right? To bring to the fore in Christmas Day. I would never in my wildest dreams have imagined that I would bring such a word to you on Christmas Day. But I'm moved and in strengthened and emboldened by the Holy Spirit to produce such a word on Christmas Day. Um, because there will be some of you out there that will have undergone persecution from those that aren't of the faith. They are persecuting you. They may have said nasty things about you. Um, and you may have taken all this time very mentally stably. 
but all of a sudden you may have realized and come to a point in your life to discern the spirit and the will of others and understand that you've been persecuted actually all this time and these people have been really toxic, nasty, some might say in the worldly way narcissistic, that is just a, a worldly way of dealing with things like that, that is not even accurate in the Lord Jesus Christ. God knows far more than all of these scientific and psychological and ways of uh, trying to pinpoint. Again, that's just another form of like accusatory language. We want to kind of stay away from getting too involved in. But in any case, if you have gone through this and you've been persecuted and you feel like these people are really nasty, um, don't worry, you're probably right. And if you feel that sense of, God, I really like dislike that person. They're so persecutory. I can feel love for them because that's what I'm called to. And it's just part of like your gift in the Holy Spirit. But I actually really dislike that person. That is sane and normal. It is normal to be able to hold these types of varying levels of emotion. It is not abnormal to hold those if you are a human being, unless you're a robot, you should be able to experience a wide range of emotions and you're absolutely normal to do so. If anyone tries to tell you otherwise, it is likely that they are of the devil and they are trying to um, put you down, especially if they're not of God, right? If they're not of God and they're against this, they persecute the faith, persecute you know, the, the church um, in a really big bold way and I mean we can all experience that we can all be like um pushing on each other in the church I'm not talking about that I'm talking about people that really aren't of the faith doing that this happens within the church too but I'm talking about those that just aren't of the faith aren't committed or devoted in any way shape or form and are like against the church entirely from like being anti-christ and on the outside edge I'm talking about people that are really persecutionary and nasty and from a very bad place it's natural to dislike people like that, all right? You are not um, weird. You are not, there's nothing wrong with you. That is absolutely normal. It would be very strange or you would be either one of two things. It would be very strange for you not to have these kind of emotions or if you didn't feel that, you're probably being kind of covered in cotton wool until the time that the Holy Spirit was ready to unravel these things to you because the Holy Spirit is a paraclete will, um, you know, cotton wool you at some points until you're ready uh, to understand a little bit more about what's going on, to discern things. So that's what happened with me, I think. Like I was being protected by the, the Holy Spirit, by the paraclete was comforting me when I was being persecuted, when others were coming up to... Uh, try to bully me like I would be given like overall strength to like dominate over them and win over what they were doing um and at the same time like there were times that were really like awful you know as a little girl being um bullied and and having like literally like um a family member like set on you um by one of your parents I mean that is awful isn't it but I got through it because I had the Holy Spirit protecting me. You would not be, and neither am I, in any way, shape or form, likely to have anything wrong with us for having an emotion of dislike 
toward people that would do something like that. We're absolutely sane and in our right minds to have that emotion and that dislike of someone that behaves in such a way. That is 100% normal. So if you've gone through that, let me just clarify it once more. If you've been called all sorts of names before, no doubt you have. (laughs) By even, you know, people that you would think that you should be able to trust, but they have been part of the Antichrist. They may have been part of an Antichrist group and have approached and said things to you. You may have been persecuted on all levels, not just as um, on an individual basis with maybe a family member here or there, but it may be more than that. That is normal for you to dislike anyone who would do that to you. Let me read something um, from another part of the Bible. And it was, it's interesting because it, it came up, it was, um, it was in a picture, it came up earlier today and I know I've been brought to it for a good reason. Um, it was a picture and it had someone's name in it who actually passed away recently. Um, you know, I'm saying that someone that shared the same name passed away um, in our church. And um, I know members of our family, um, in any case, I'm like, oh my gosh, that name really stuck out in this like photo that I'd taken of this scripture that I saw today. And so I was just like taken aback thinking, wow. Um, so I'm going to bring it to you um, to give you this word over your life today those of you of the faith those of you of christ it's from 2 timothy chapter 1 5 to 7 when i call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you which dwelt first in your grandmother lois and your mother eunice and i am persuaded is in you also therefore i remind you to stir up the gift of god which is in you through the laying on of my hands For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel to which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher of the Gentiles. For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus." The word of God, thanks be to God.
So this is a very well-rounded um, Christmas Day gift for you. I have got it all for you. Everything is covered. I know that a day like today is not going to be the easiest of days. Do you know there was a time in my life where I couldn't understand this even when I was going through it, but I was protected by the gift of the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, looking after me throughout it all. But I understand that this is not a day for every single person where they will feel at that level, where the paraclete will be working with them at that level. They might be on a new level or new direction or they may not even have the gift of the paraclete at all. I don't know what your set of circumstances are, but I am going to be covering this all in today's novena in our prayer set and journal online here today with Love Lighthouse. Love is all about an expansive, variable um, type of love. There are so many different types and levels to this. We know that God chastises even those that are his own. And you would be thought to be, and I'm going to say it, no, I'm not going to say it, but you know the B word, you're that if you don't have God as your father is ultimately your main parent. If you don't accept God as your parent, you are basically known to God as a, you know, the B word. It's important to understand that therefore there is a chastising for those that God loves like any parent would do. And perhaps this is what you're going through. Um, not necessarily though, Sometimes God's most loved and cherished are being persecuted, but woe to the ones that the persecution comes through. So those that are hypocrites, those that are um, absolutely against the faith, but yet who are trying to celebrate Christmas, in other words, hypocrites or the mentally insane, whichever it is, persecutors anyway, woe to them. I am going to be helping you though in the faith, you from um, Christ's faithful today. This is a word for you and for me and for any of you that have gone through a persecutory um, existence. You've been persecuted by the unfaithful, by the antichrist, by those that have gone to that anti-God, anti-Christ level. And yet here they are trying to pretend that they're going to be celebrating Christmas but they're persecuting you at the same time. They're not going to get away with it. I am going to be sharing this with you today to help you in the faith who have been persecuted to make sure that you make the most of this day and that you truly are blessed beyond your wildest dreams, beyond belief. Those that have come against you on purpose, those that are of the Antichrist, those that blaspheme the Holy Spirit, those that come against you and persecute you for your faith, they will be punished in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You are going to be having a blessed day and you will victor over any of the evil ones. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, joining me for this next part of this wonderful broadcast. I am so pleased to be celebrating this day with you, to be sharing something that is really quite difficult for many as well on such a day. How can I do this? How can I be able to share all this? The gift of the paraclete, that balance between all the celebration, but also 
the reason that I can help those of you that are going through the persecution is because I have that great balance, that great gift of the Holy Spirit that allows me to work with you that are going through negative times as well as looking at the positive as well. Nope, it is not. And if we want to say this again, um, some people might think this in this way. Someone came up with this like a few days ago, but it was completely not even in alignment with even this idea. No, it's not bipolar. This is the life that you have. You have night and day, light and dark, good and evil. And if you don't know that, you're the one that has lost marbles. All right. So now we are going to go on to being able to help those of you that are going through a negative period of time. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to make you go on your way, make you be blessed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Those of you of the faithful of God, the chosen ones of God who have been persecuted, we're going to lift you up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Stay tuned. Amen. What do we do about people like that that are truly blasphemous, that are disgusting, like filthy, the unclean, those that lack humility, that are so nasty about the faith, those persecutors, those persecutors of those in the faith, those that swear and are nasty and try to persecute people. I mean, they have got to be literally insane, these people that persecute Christians, but yet they're like, oh, you can get a tree, they get a tree. They get presents, they give cards, but they hate God. They hate Christians, they persecute them, they persecute you. But yet, when it comes to gifts and cards, they're all for that during Christmas. These people are insane, like literal lunatics. What do you do about folk like that? What do you do about people that are basically like antichrist against God, but yet who try to make a buck or two out of Christmas or like just care about the like the physical like giving of the gifts and cars and stuff like that? What do you do with these people? What do you do? We're going to be looking at that today because there are going to be so many of you and I am not unwise to this. I know because I experience persecution from someone who is doing this too. If you heard all of that, all of that was my response to a persecutor who's persecuted me for years as I've had the gift of the Holy Spirit. I've not always talked about it, I've not always said it, but I know that that's why I was persecuted by them throughout my entire life. I have been persecuted by this one person who I would say is like, I'd liken my life to like Cinderella, but I'm not the kind of Cinderella that always backs down. I've got to admit there's like slight intricacies there. I can be very fierce, like a lioness, but that is the way they try to treat me. Like Cinderella, literally, it is like that. It has been like that for me growing up. And I have had, you know, the characters of the two ugly sisters, but yet they're not like both female in my life. And they were pushed to taunt, to tease, 
to actually goad me and to actually instill or to try and instill fear like to to get me to go for me they've been they've been told to kind of come after me like ever since I was a really tiny little girl um by this one person so my life has been like that and much of my life although I say well I can be like a lioness I can be very strong and I can so that's a little intricacy there most of it has been just putting up with that and actually loving my persecutors so I've always had the gift of the Holy Spirit to allow me to do that upon growing up. Look, I have actually laughed at the times where I have been so horribly mistreated, like laughed and giggled about things as if it was a joke. And now looking back, I know that I was actually being tremendously bullied. But God, the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, kept me from experiencing it at that level. I can now see with the wisdom that God has given me, now that they've been removed from my life, to see actually what was happening and what I was being put through from such a young age as to why I'm so strong now. An innocent child coming into this world is what I was, but I was brought in under specific circumstances that were bound to be really quite difficult. And certain parts of the family, maybe because I didn't see them as much, I don't know, were really great with me. But another part were really quite evil. But as I said, I still always cared for them. They were literally utilised to come against me. They were actually encouraged to instil harm or fear upon me by one of my parents. And here's the crazy thing about this, that I have been told and commanded by my father, so here's the bit that is very Cinderella-like, like I have to look after that person How do you look after a persecutor? How do you cope with someone who has persecuted you all your life because of the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life? How do you cope with that person on a time like Christmas? So these are a lot of different um, things I haven't really spoken that much about. I've only spoken about these things to like one or two people in the world, literally, um, until now, although nothing's ever hidden to God, so obviously with the different realms and the different different levels, obviously that is going to be dependent on that as well, but face-to-face and things like that are actually, I don't even know if I've spoken about it properly, fully face-to-face with anyone, apart from the person that has been involved in that and completed that. But what can I tell you? Well, today I prayed, I was finishing off my prayers today on Christmas Day and I did tell you, I promised, or well, at least I thought I'd do my best to try and add an in-the-day piece for the broadcast so it was as real as could possibly be as well in this day. Um, 
And so I did finish off my prayers for the St Andrew's Christmas Novena as well as this Christmas prayer set and journal. I've been working through it so I have worked on it ahead of time. But obviously I want to kind of go back and I think I'll maybe go through all of them again and just meditate on them in a longer period of time as well. But so far, some amazing miraculous occurrences have happened already. The person that I spoke to you about on here um, has changed tremendously today. Their entire demeanour, their entire way, but this can happen. So I just pray that it's continuous um, but they have entirely changed. And I know a lot of it is instilled within each of us, like depending on how close our relationship is with God. And being a part of the mass is absolutely imperative for that. Because even if we are not the ones that are persecuting, even if there's a persecutionary spirit coming across and it latches onto someone else, we are able to be protected, I believe, from that in a higher level instead of a lower level where we may be like feeling more of the persecution and tempted to even respond. So that's why, you know, it is important to maintain that communion with God at all times. Not as I'm not to say that you're the one that's starting it just by simply thinking about it in terms of alchemy or things like that. No, it is a spirit that is latching on and if it misses you, bumps off to the other person because they don't have any relationship with God, then obviously they're going to respond. You're going to, uh, or they're going to like take that on and you are going to be at a lower level of ability to deal with it unless you're in that like prayer, that unceasing prayer as much as possible. So it's really been great today um, to go to Mass, to take part in that, in the traditional kind as well. To hold off as well with regards to even the tree lights and things. So many miracles, so many amazing um, occurrences did happen, as I say, that I need to report on. So it's not all just, you know, doom and gloom the way that you might have heard. And I want to uplift you too. I feel like it was important and imperative for me to share that aspect because there are so many people that will not get the support and that will be going through this thinking, are they the only ones? Like how come Vicky's always going to like, you know, the mass and she is so big on family, so this, so that. I have to be honest. And the more that I can open up about these things, the more that, you know, we can help each other. And so, um, absolutely, there was this huge change with that person. Like when I came back from mass, it was just really quite difficult during the day, <coughs> the first part of the day with them. But I had the peace of Christ within me, even although I had to go on to further evangelize. Like I had to do and say things I wasn't necessarily comfortable with because I'm trying to help others to process and move through things and become like more closer in the faith. And if I don't say anything, I'm not going to be doing them any service, I don't feel. But everybody's got a unique call and a unique role and some have just got that ability to like do what Jesus requests is like coming with the sword as well it's like it's not just all peace although we as being of Christ will have the peace of Christ in the midst of what we need to do and say but it can instill some sort of um tension that will move 
through in people until it brings them to a higher place as well. We have to go through that to a certain extent. We will be catalysts as well. And so what I was saying today was like at the beginning of the day, like, are you joking me? When people were saying like, have a nice Christmas. And yet these are persecutors or have been persecutors of the church, the faith of me. And I'm like, are you joking? Like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't say, are you joking? But I was thinking, you know, and I mean, not only are the persecutors, but they are like, like normally against the church. And I'm thinking, like, how do you respond to someone that's like that? all the rest of the time, just turning around and saying to you Merry Christmas and looking for Christmas presents and things. And I'm like, look, I had to just point it out. It's like, this is hypocritical. I mean, no matter if you fall, you can pick yourself back up again. No matter if, in terms of like, you know, if you're finding it difficult, I don't mean complete fall, the fall, I don't mean that. But I mean, like, you know, if you're having like a, a difficult time, you can always like rejuvenate, bring yourself back up, renew yourself become better, improve. But when you're doing that with Christ on an ongoing process, you're doing it with that level of grace. Whereas if you're like, um, you know, up and down with your ability without Christ, like that, and then on top of that, saying something like Merry Christmas and, you know, trying to get started with like Christmas things. And, you know, I just had to say, I'm like, look, you're always against Christ. You're against the church you're against the faith, and now you're talking about Christmas. I was like, don't you understand how hypocritical and how strange that sounds? Like, really? I mean, so I did have to go through that. I had to say these things to make it known that it was very strange. Like, you can't just, you know, talk about Christmas for the sake of, like, getting things or having a party there's got to be a real reason like why you're actually celebrating Christmas do you know what I mean otherwise it's almost I want to say you know I want to give a kind of mental term for this but I'm not going to but you know what I mean it kind of is very crazy anyway so in any case people just got used to kind of maybe drawing in alongside it I mean someone I'm I kind of know I've said you don't have to um, believe in Christ to celebrate Christmas and I was like well it's kind of the point of the entire celebration the you know like the hint the clue that big clue is in the actual word Christmas Christmas oh my goodness goodness gracious God help us All right so but in any case what I'm really getting at is is that the day progressed it went on through there was that evangelization there's that look tell it like it is that um, admonition which is so important but that love overall is the reason why it's happening and then moving forward and through that like no matter what it's like no matter what it's been like like moving through with the peace of Christ no matter what and then going along with what is actually called for me in the spirit so that's what I did a lot of praying as I said finished those novenas I still want to um, get in a little bit further more with my own novena from the Christmas prayer setting journal here and really like devote to that and do a lot more in terms of the journaling but um with all of the 15 days prayer on top of that as well from the St Andrew's Christmas novena as well that has been so good such a blessing have all of these practices all of these types of prayers been a huge turnaround as I said by the time I came back from mass the traditional mass and spent time with people there that actually um, are wanting to build on the same foundations 
and who are moving through in that way. That was such a gift and I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed for that. And then coming back after all of the prayers as well. I mean, I'm in prayer during during the Mass and the amount of grace and the amount of um, beauty in that worship, that level of praise and the reverence and respect is so important, I feel. So when we can do that at that level, when we come together in agreement to give that level of respect to Christ and we know no one's saying that is perfect, but it's very close to perfect. It's very close to perfection in many ways and we can only get better. And we were talking about that today. It's like you can only get better in your reverence and respect in your level of worship. And it's just having like um, patience and understanding for other people that are coming up in the way as well. But those that go against Christ, it can be really difficult when they try to like say that all of a sudden they want to celebrate Christmas and you're like, what are you talking about? It's re- I can understand for those of you that go through this. So I do encourage you to stick with the prayers. If you are just joining, I do encourage you to really stick with this novena and go into the journaling. You will be so blessed. There may be difficult times as we talked about with the fact that this is like, you know, the nine days we talked about this, the nine day novena, everything should come together by that 10th. And it can be like a challenging time when we think back to the time when they were doing that first ever novena, the nine days. It was a time when they were in that upper room and they would have been quite, like, you know, concerned for those that were outside of that covenant. You know, they're like, well, how do we deal with them and us and our new level of understanding? Like, how do we merge with the world? Like, how do we assimilate all this and how do we move forward? They needed the gift of the Holy Spirit. They needed this because they had been with Christ in the presence of Christ in body as well as spirit for all that level of time. And then Christ has ascended all of a sudden and they are waiting on that gift of the Holy Spirit. So for us, it's like Christ being born. It's like a new level, unwrapping, unraveling a new level. Another, like it's like, oh yeah, another like unpeeling of the onion or it's like another layer anyway um, of Christ being born within us and that new revealing, that revelation and what's going to come from that we're still there if you think about it this is still nine days so even Christmas in and of itself so it's kind of like the culmination of that by evening into um the next day which is actually I believe um the uh, the feast of the holy family and I'm just going to double check all our different dates are coming up as well here on after hmm Yes, the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph is tomorrow, the 26th of um, December, Holy Families Day. So this is such an important day, this feast day. Um, And when you think of it, that is it culminating, that's it coming together. But it's still there, it's still drawing on that um, family, those three in Christ, it is central really to that and that's what we have to remember that Christ has to remain at the centerpiece the center point center part of our lives our prayer everything every day unceasingly so yeah um what other kind of miraculous different things occur? um 
and it was just something else. I think, you know, like singing in Latin by the end of it as well. Venite adorama, so venite. Um, come all ye faithful. At the very end in Latin was so beautiful. And singing away in a manger to begin with in English at the start of the Latin Mass. It was just such a beautiful touch um, to the the very end of the Mass, um, the Masses of that day for the church in Glasgow. Um, so thankful for that. And then, of course, everybody going off to do their different kind of um, rounds, their celebrations, their Christmas dinner, that kind of thing, and meeting up with family was really nice. Getting to talk to um, the priest, Father Mark as well, giving thanks for really him reminding everybody about that pulling back, you know, not getting into all the celebrations too soon and remembering that it's like the 24th, so midnight the 24th into like Christmas and so holding off last night here's another kind of almost like miracle as well so I did that I went with that in alignment with the church in Glasgow with the traditional um church for Christians and for Christ and his disciples and the saints so doing that I held off I was just so tired because we had spent a whole lot of time in Glasgow already um just getting things ready and somewhat of a celebration but still trying to keep it low-key but just preparation preparing for Christmas but in any case we were up from a very very early point on the 24th so in any case coming back I just felt like oh my goodness I need to rest I need to get some sleep and I did up at different times but eventually you know, round about just maybe before 12 and was praying, was still so sleepy and thought, I really need to get up and like put these lights on in a minute or two because this is like the highlighting of Christ being born at midnight. So really coming together in spirit as well with those that would be, um, you know, at the vigil, would be doing the mass at midnight mass and things. And what a beautiful time. I did, so around about half 12, 12.30 a.m. in the early hours of the morning. And um, that is when I put the Christmas tree lights on for the first time properly. And what a difference. I do say that, you know, there were quite a few people making quite a bit of a noise outside. Um, there was a whole bit of a ruckus. So thanks again to the night team. How would I know that this is going to be so important to talk about um, those that work at, at night, which is a huge part of this. And um, again, that's another miracle that that was the Holy Spirit that gave me that idea. I did not just do that in human form. That was through prayer. And so um, that was all part of it. Like having that um, night team as well involved in getting um, everything sorted for what would be happening out and about in the town. As I say, there was quite a bit of a noise, so thanks to the night team. And of course, I ended up being part of that night team because I heeded the call to put those lights on and see by the time I had put those lights on, see the difference in the change. Everything became like 
pretty much anyway really really peaceful it was amazing the immense change in everything in the atmosphere in the way that people were behaving everything just literally with the christmas lights going on and that was it it was that holding off and holding off and being respectful and so now this is the christmas celebrations just literally getting started so (laughs) this is everything for the worldly for those that are pagan for those that are just pretending um for those that again just see christmas as christmas but don't understand that really this is it just getting started and this is something that's important like every day of our lives this is going to be perhaps a little bit confusing for some people like that as they start to understand that well no this is us just getting started with the real worship the real celebration at this level so I'm looking <laughs> looking forward to um, sharing that with you god willing Um, and how we're going to go about moving forward with these different celebrations as we go along. But yeah, really looking forward to that. I really wish you the best Christmas ever. I pray that you also have um, immense healings as as I have as well um, within family. I mean, who knows how long the evangelization is going to take, how long it's going to take to fully help people to more fully reconcile if that's what's required. Um, I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see. But ultimately, there is a definite new level that has been reached here and that has happened on Christmas Day. Um, So I'm so thankful, so blessed for that. And you know, if it's possible here, that it is possible for you too, wherever you are as well. Um, For your folk who might have been persecuting you, for you, your family, those that need to reconcile, come back to God, um, whatever is happening, you know that there is hope there with this really really real um christmas story and it is just the truth that is being shared so thank you so much for joining me have a blessed christmas with you your family but most importantly between you and god this christmas 2021 blessings and god willing do join me again tomorrow for the feast of the holy family I really look forward to sharing this with you and um, maybe we can extend a little bit more about the novena and what's actually happened as a result from that as well. And maybe if I get to go into a little bit more in depth with it tonight on Christmas evening, Christmas night, I'll be able to share a little bit more there from a personal point of view as well. Um, but again, those of you that are just joining Love Lighthouse for the first time, um, please listen on. You're going to hear this beautiful version, a little bit of it anyway, of our um, song that we were singing today in and at Mass for the traditional Mass. Um, you, It is really real. You do get to hear a little bit of, you know, the children making noises, the babies making noises in the background. And they're just like probably... Um, waiting get, to get started for their celebrations and things and they ended up having a great time too you should have seen them by later on they were getting like chocolates and everything and everybody was sitting around and um you know just enjoying the day so of course they had to kind of like get on off to their own families and do their own bit of their individual families it's one big family but you know what I mean of individual families and things as well and um yeah so I if you're doing that right now and you're continuing on your celebrations, I do hope they go really well. I hope they're very peaceful. 
and full of the love of Christ. Have a blessed, peaceful and loving Christmas once again this 25th of December 2021.